right, everybody, welcome to, uh, I think this is episode three now of How to Make a Movie When You Don't Know Shit. And uh, today's guest is my good friend. I'm going to change your name on here because it says Charmin Natoli. My good friend, Larry Rolla. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> so, hold on, I'm just changing your name and your screen. There we go. Um, so, just a little intro on Larry. I... I met you when I came out to make the film, right? Was that the first time that we had met? Uh, I, I don't think so, but um, if we, we did met meet before, before that, was, I, th I think so, but. Yeah. So Larry just wrote a book called Against All Odds. Uh, so he's a writer and we'll talk a little bit about that. But what the reason I wanted Larry to come on the podcast today is because Larry was a very integral part of the film that was once last I heard and then became Once Upon a Time in Queens. And uh, what happened was I was telling the story on the very first podcast with my father about how I came to New York under the impression that we were about to make a film that I was just going to act in. And then half of the financing fell out and we had to come up with the other, uh, the other half of the financing, which my brother-in-law did you know, come in and pay for the whole film. And then we went forward, but Larry was there in this, in this house that you're in right now when all the chaos was ensuing. So tell me a little bit, Larry, about what your experience was in the early stages of before you came to work on the film just your experience of, of what you were hearing and what was going on. Well, your father called me up and says, come on over to the house tonight, eat with us. My daughter's coming in from California with her husband. Uh, and um, I came over. And halfway through the meal, there was a phone call and then a lot of talking. And it turned out that the investor backed out of the deal and there wasn't too much they could do because all the actors and everybody involved with this movie already flew in. Right. So already this here. Was, right. No one was, no, most of the actors lived in LA. Most of the crew, most of the actors lived in LA. Uh, so everyone had flown in for the film. Right. So yeah. I'm sitting there, um, I'm eating and, 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 and now I realize that there's a, there's a major problem. So, uh, 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 everybody flew in and they had to cancel because the investor backed out. Everything, every, everything got turned upside down. So I was asked, I was asked to, uh, if I could pick up, uh, Paul Savino, Michael Rappaport and find a place for Andrea and Kevin to live, yep. uh, it, it it was it was it, and I've been a horse trainer my whole life. This this was all new to me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the, they they gave me they gave me instructions, and uh, the whole thing was it was it turned out to be really funny after the fact because they had limousines that they had to cancel that was supposed to pick up Paul Paul uh, Silvino, <laughs> and same thing with Michael Rappaport and. So I became the limousine driver. Yeah. So I, I was told I had to pick up uh, Paul at five o'clock in the morning in wow. Manhattan. He was staying at 78th Street 
with his daughter, the girl who won the, the Academy Award. Mira Savino. Yep. Mira, he was, he was mm -hmm. living with her. And uh, so I got there at five o'clock. I got there at a quarter to five because I didn't know where the place was. I didn't want to get lost. And I didn't want to be late. So I'm waiting. Five o'clock came. Five after five came. Ten after five came. And I, I, I was starting to get a little annoyed. Finally, at 5.30, he comes walking out. And, uh, and uh, I, I said, Paul, I'm your driver. And I just got on the other side. I didn't open the door for him or nothing. He gets in the car. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he introduces himself. And so did I. Uh, I. You know, when you're around horses for 50 years, you, you know, you, you, I, I guess I should have held the door for him or something. But I did. Now, we, we get two or three blocks and he's and the first thing he says, you got serious radio. I says, yeah, I got serious radio. He says, put on channel, I think it was 78. <laughs> it's opera. He says, uh, I says, it's opera. He says, yeah, I wanted to be an opera thing. So he goes into this whole thing. He says, yeah, my whole life I wanted to be an opera thing. Do you know that Pavarotti uh, heard me once and said I had a voice equal to his and everything? Wow. And I'm sitting there and... And then he goes from that into, you see that place over there? I used to play pool there. I once beat Minnesota Fats there. And and you see that statue <laughs> there? He says, uh, I have a sculpture that's in Pennsylvania. And, and I, I says, hey, Paul, Paul, do, do, do me a favor. I says, if, if I'm going to drive you every morning into this into Queens, you can't talk to me like I'm a fucking jerk off. <laughs> he says, stop the car, stop the car. So I stopped the car. I thought he was going to get out. I stopped the car, and he pulls out his phone, and he everything that he said and more, he proved. He, he did it. And through my yeah. time with him, because after, after, the, after the shooting was over for the day, I'd take him into the city, and I would take him to these pool halls. And he'd run rack after rack after rack. He even took me up to... Even took me up to uh, uh, Pennsylvania, where he showed me a couple of these statues that he did out of bronze. It was unbelievable. Uh, anyway, everything he said, and it was a lot. He he proved that 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 he did. Yeah. And 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 one day, one day. I, I mean, he has a he, he's a little wacky in some ways, but I, I tell you, he's a he's a brilliant brilliant guy. I brought him home one night about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I had to pick him up at 5 o'clock the next morning. And uh, I gave him a script. At that point, you might as well sleep over, right? You're dropping well, off at one thirty in the morning, right? <laughs> well, I, had, I have no desire to sleep with a big, fat uh, actor. So, I didn't mean you have to share a bed. You could have taken the couch. <laughs> uh, well, he was living with his daughter. All right. Okay. All right. It makes so, sense. I I um I forgot what I was gonna say. You gave him a script. You got the. Visual I gave him the script. It. I gave him the script at one thirty. I had it in 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 the uh, in the car. What and script? And it was a, a script that me and your father and Charmin wrote. Oh okay. Uh, uh, and 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 I, I it's it's a great it was a great great script. It was really good. Everybody who read it thought it was great. And just like all the billions of scripts that are out there, it's never going to get read. It never did get read, but he took it. 
-hmm. he took it. I picked him up three hours later and he, he, he talked about that script. He read it. He, wow. he read it, he memorized it. He knew everything. He, he, he suggested some changes and everything. And I got him to the place at 530 for makeup and everything else. And he was the only guy there that he, he knew his lines. He was, he was unbelievable. He's an unbelievable. Yeah. He's a whack job. He got, I mean, yeah. every time we go for, for, for lunch in a strange restaurant or whatever, he'd break out in these opera songs and just start singing. Yeah. And, I've been uh, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and in fact, it was starting to annoy everybody because even in a makeup room and a dressing and a Rappaport didn't want to be around him, Michael Rappaport, he, he, because he'd break out in a song all the time. And then, so what happened after I, I picked him up, I had to run back because they staggered, I guess you did it, whoever did it, staggered the makeup thing for him for 5.30 and Rappaport for, I think, 7.30. Yeah. So I had to drive into the city, drive him back to Queens, wow. drive back to the city, pick up Rappaport, and then and then one night it got it they both got done about the same time. And I and 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 and, and Paul says uh, I want Larry to be my driver. By then I think they knew they weren't going to get a limousine and yeah. I was it was me. Yeah, uh, because of the financial situation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, we were and, we were a low budget movie. You know, we had we had major motion picture stars, but we were a low budget movie. But, you know, people want to get I mean, I'm sure he's been on movies where it was a limousine. But I watched the relationship go from you just being somebody to, that was picking them up and was helping me out tremendously to really friends, really good friends with uh, with Paul. And he loved you. I mean, he loved spending time with you. It became more yeah, he, than a driver relationship. He insisted. In fact, he told Rappaport, he says, uh, he's my driver from now on. You find your own way home. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to drive. I had to stay with Paul all the time. And, and we wanted uh, to keep Paul happy because he was, you know, he was the star of the film. And we wanted to make sure that he was happy. He was happy. And, and, and I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the movie or anything but it was it was interesting to me so i'm glad i was able to help but it was also interesting to me and uh and the the you to me prior to that and probably still today i think actors are kind of weird uh some of them are introverts you know if yeah. they're not playing somebody else they're they're like strange people not 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 all of them but uh, it, it just seems to me uh, that people like like your father, like mm -hmm. Pesci, like uh, people that are in the music business that have been on stage that were born to be on stage, mm -hmm. like uh, and there's there's many of them. Streisand uh, from the top to the bottom, they they they're just like natural. No matter what they do, as far as mm -hmm. entertaining, they're just natural. And it it impressed me like the day when uh, Chaz Palminteri came in. He came in and he had a scene to do with 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 Paul. He played, I think, he played an attorney, the lawyer. And, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, they sat down for. Uh, they had coffee. They were sitting at a table, and they just said each other's lines back and forth, and that that was that. They both came prepared, and they went into the scene and they 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 did it first shot, and it was it was unbelievable. It it was unbelievable yeah. to me how they. How they could see? I, I I can't do that. I'm I'm just I'm just like me. 
my voice don't change octaves whenever I talk to a girl or a guy or, <laughs> you know, if I'm, it's the same, but these guys, they could facial expressions and everything. Yeah. And I watched it and, and, and I watched it. I also watched, I also watched, uh, um, the director you and you that was always right next to the director and, and sitting there and, and the comments that you made and how you worked together and it, it was it was amazing to me because just like the rest of them you and 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 i mean i'm not a, a professional i i don't have a professional opinion but my opinion uh the the comments and and the advice and the suggestions that you made were the right ones and they worked out perfect based on maybe changing the script or changing this or changing that. And the parts that you did, it was just, I just sat there, you know, cause to me, you, you know, you're just another girl. All of a sudden I see this <laughs> side of you. And it was, it was very, it was, it, it was very interesting. And that whole time, maybe I think it was two months, maybe that the mm -hmm. whole time I was there, uh, it was, it was, a, I was glad I, I was glad I did it. I learned a lot. I now have a lot more respect for the actors because I mean, these guys yeah. and girls, you get up early in the morning, you got to go to makeup. You got to know your yeah. lines. You got to, yeah. you know, and, and it's work. It's work. It's work. Yeah. And hard work. I'd sit there. Yeah. I, I'd see other people like they were 20 or 30 extras. And these, mm. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I guess they want to be actors. They yeah, sit in a room for yeah. hours and hours just yeah. to have walk across a park bench, yeah. uh, you know, for, for five, five seconds. And they sit there for days and days and days. And I guess it's, when it's in your blood, it's, it's in your blood. And Rappaport, he was a character. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, well, he not was, he is, he's, he's a little wacky. But uh, he lived on seven. Paul lived on 78th Street with his daughter, and on the opposite end of town, go through the through the Central Park, go down to First Avenue on 78th Street, and that's where Rappaport lived. Uh, and he he kept his phone with him all the time, and we'd be in the street waiting for a scene or something else. And if somebody odd came along, he would he would film them. He he would film all these wild. Yeah, he was doing that thing. I remember that where he was like he was filming. Yeah. He was filming people who were trying if to you, film him. Yeah. Yeah. If was, if, if you were weird or, or you would were different, he would film you. He'd stop and talk to you. Yeah. And then and then him again too. After after the uh, after the, after his work was done, he'd go to whatever uh, basketball. It was a basketball freak. Mm -hmm. He'd go to any basketball game. And that's a little, little conflict I had because he would want me to drive near Paul, want me to go home. And, and they wind up hating each other because I would only drive, I would only drive Paul. But, uh, uh, yeah, you were... became very busy. You, you had a very, your, your job became very intense because right. Just like you said, right away. And I remember that from the producer end is like, you know, uh, you were driving him and that was that and other people wanted you to drive them and, and, and your job and your job for me, you were really became so, I mean, I just am so grateful that I had you because you were sort of my eyes and ears on what was going on when I, because I, I didn't come to New York with the 
it was nowhere in my mind that I was going to be a producer. That was nowhere in my mind. I was coming to play Michael Rappaport's wife and I was just going to act. So when, when everything shifted and the money changed hands and I, I became a producer and Kevin became a producer, you know, all of a sudden I had a lot more responsibility than, than I thought, you know, I was going to have. And, um, and a lot of the conversations you saw between me and Dave, I mean, were very amicable, but I, I wanted to make sure that things were being done a certain way and handled a certain way. And, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, I just talked to um, Johnny roast beef about this yesterday. You know, there was a scene where, you know, I saw it going one way and there was a lot of disagreement about it. And I had to hold my ground and, but it was, I was thrown into a completely new position that I had never been in before, but I was grateful that I had you because I, I knew that I could trust you. I knew I had someone that I could trust and I knew you are a man of your word. When you said you would be there, I didn't have to think about it anymore. I didn't have to call, make sure you were going to be there. That's it. You, you handled a lot and, and just getting them back in to and from the set is it, it's everything. They don't show up or they're not on time or they're not in a good mood or whatever. It, it can ruin the whole day. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things that, that after I had that thing with Paul, um, the, the first five minutes he was in the car, you know, I, I, I didn't know that he was that capable and qualified and talented. I mean, the guy's an yeah. amazing guy. And I'm sure that after being around him for about two or three months and seeing how other people reacted toward him, it's almost like he didn't he didn't care. He just knew that in fact he he made a couple <laughs> he made a couple of statements a few times where he 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 put it where, you know, I, the reason I don't work with them is because they're in, intimidated by me and everything else. And 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 he, he said he said these things and and, uh, and and I'll tell you he's 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 an impressive guy. Now maybe he's impressive to me because I mean, if I spoke to a, a doctor who did brain surgery and he spoke to me about me, I think he was impressive too. So mm. it's not my game, but uh, I'll tell you the things I've seen him do, uh, he's, he's very impressive. And I know a couple of, uh, I think he was on Laura and Order or something many, many years back. And he, he just, he quit on his own just because he didn't like something or didn't like whatever. And he was, he was, he was, the, the only thing that bothered me and I told him, they, the 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 director uh, Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I had to go pick up Paul Savino's son, Michael Savino, who's also Michael, in the film. right? And and Michael was all excited because he had a big part. And then they Rodriguez cut his part down to almost nothing, mm. and. I said to his father, I says, Paul, why don't you tell, how could you let this happen? And he says, um, well, we, we can make it up next time. Well, yeah, I, I says, well, I says, if that, that, that could never happen. That could never happen to me. I mean, once you. Yeah, how uh, do you, you deal you, with that? You know, how, how do you, you know, it's your son. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I'll make it up. I'll get him a job. The bottom line was everybody in that business, from what I've seen, just in this one way, they just look out for themselves. And 
And that, that to me, that's why I, if I was an actor, I'd never make it because if somebody ever did that to me, that, you know, <laughs> you're supposed to do what you say you're going to do. And that's yeah. it. And that, but, you know, in, 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 in the films, I mean, uh, I was talking about this with my father on the first episode, you know, and, and, and with Johnny Roast Beef, too. It's like, you know, there's, there's no guarantees, you know. I mean, there's just no, I mean, I, I'm sure when Paul did this movie uh, and, he, you know, he put his heart and soul in it, you know, to his credit, Paul really, he didn't phone it in. He really was prepared and he did a great the character he played was great and he really gave it everything he had, you know, he told and, me uh, he thought the script was good enough. He thought this movie was, he really thought that he could be nominated for the Academy Award. I mean, he really his thought performance, he this, yeah, his performance is incredible. He, he, he thought the, the, he thought the story was, I thought the story was great too. Once, uh, once I didn't know what it was about in the beginning, but Right. It, it was it was really a, a a great story. It was written by somebody that probably didn't grow up in the streets because there was a right. couple of things that 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 could have it could have been yeah. written differently and made it more realistic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you that, changed, that's why they you have changed. technical advisors sometimes. You know, that's why they have yeah, technical well, advisors. Yeah. Well, you acted as part of that too because I heard some of the suggestions that you made, which 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 helped. But yeah. uh, uh, it was a, it was a good movie, and and both Paul and and Michael thought um, it was uh, it was going to be so, something special, and they all they, they were all excited about it. The guy that I really liked the best of all of them was uh, Steve Bauer. Yeah, he 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 came in. He was a he was he was really good. I never liked him in that movie he did with Pacino. Scarface. That, yeah. He played like a stupid Spanish kid driving. I didn't like, but when I saw him here, he's a really good actor. He was, yeah. he was really he was good. Great. He knew the part and a really nice guy. I, I, I yeah. remember the time I was, I was down the street and they asked me to be in a bunch of scenes and I, and I just w wouldn't be in the scene. In fact, I ran at the church scene. They asked me come up front and I ran out of the church. I did it. <laughs> but one, one day, Steve Bauer was yelling, Larry, Larry, come down here. And and he got a hold of uh of uh, uh Rappaport and, and and Paul and himself and they made me take a picture of w with them, which mm -hmm. uh, to me I didn't want to take it, but they they made me take it. Um <laughs> and uh, uh he was a really he was a really nice guy and a really good actor. Uh I, I don't know how you got him, but there was a couple of people in that 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 uh, uh, Chaz Palmetary and, and him and Paul. That was and... all Dave. That was all Dave. Dave Dave pretty much had. I mean, he definitely had Paul Servino and Michael Rappaport, and you know he'd worked with Chaz before. So I think I think he had sort of uh, orchestrated this whole cast, you know, early on, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, that was all Dave. I don't, I don't, I can't take credit for any of that. I didn't bring any of the actors except for myself and, and, and my husband, my then boyfriend, now husband, that's the only thing I brought. He brought, you know, and, and the money I helped, you know, bring that to fruition in a sense, you know, but no, that was all Dave. He had that. We talked about that. Like everybody was really perfectly cast, which is why it, it worked. I think, you know, everybody was playing a part that they just, 
new, you know, and uh, and it all sort of came together. But what I wanted to ask you was because obviously when you came into it, you I don't think you had even read the script, right? You just came in and started working on the film. I came not- to your father's house for dinner and to say hello to you. And you and went then, to work. And then I all of a sudden I had a job. And then when <laughs> I get later. there, I get there. I forget who it was that come over and says, "Is this your car?" I had a black Mercedes. They said, yeah. "Is this your car?" Yeah. Uh, will you take twenty five hundred a week if we could put some cameras on it? And I says, "Do it. You don't have to give me anything. Just do whatever you want to do." Well, they they paid me and uh, they used my car. My that black Mercedes. That was Michael's car, right? That that was that was my car. That, that that's they, great. That they, that's that a, they used. that's a car. That's a car Michael gets pulled over in when he gets pulled over. You know? Yeah. yeah. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 funny how things. It's. I was equated to like either summer camp or high school. You get very close to people on these films. You you sit around. There's so much downtime. So you sit around and you talk and you get to know people. And it becomes like a little family. It's sort of like you go through, uh, as an actor, you, when the film's over, you, you kind of go through a depression. You know, you come back. To, we, you know, we left New York because we were going back home to L.A. And uh you know, and there were people there that I got very close with, you know, the, the Panapintos and, you know, and it was like, it's like leaving family. It was, it was sad. The rap party was like, I was excited to go home and see, you know, my daughter, cause both my sons had come out, but you know, there is a sadness and then you get home and I don't know if you experienced this, but you get home and it's over and it's sort of like, it's a letdown, you know, it's like, because it's go, go, go. And every day you got something to do. And then it's just sort of like, you go back to your regular life, whatever it was, and uh, it's just, it's a weird transition. That guy that you just mentioned, Ziggy, uh, him and his Iggy. wife. Yeah, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. and Antonella. What a, yeah. what a really nice guy. Really so nice. nice guy. Great guy. Great and guy. I, I'm, I'm, they, 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 they gave us, they gave you complete control of their whole oh. house. Oh, they, they gave us everything. We, we could yeah. not have made that film. If it yeah. wasn't for the Panapintos, I mean, they yeah. gave us their daughter who played my daughter. They gave us uh, locations. We would have never been able to get those locations. Yeah. I mean, they were childhood friends of Dave. So they go way back. So they, you know, they just poured everything into it. And the Lacaris, I mean, we used their house. I mean, that was really like, talk about like how to make a film. Like the reason this film, we were able to make it is because Queens just let us take over. I mean, it, it would have been, the money we would have had to spend for those locations if we were in LA, it would have never happened, but people just yeah. let us in. But, but back to my question for you. So you hadn't read the script. You came into my dad's house, you got on this movie. So you were watching, cause you were there every day. You were watching little pieces of it. You get filmed. And then when you saw it on the screen, all put together for the first time, not necessarily the the first draft, because I think you saw that at my dad's house, but like when you actually saw it in the theater on the screen, what, what, were, what were your feelings? How did you? It was, it was a, I was amazed because I thought when you shoot a movie, you shoot it page to page to page to page. Chronologically, You went from the yeah. first page to the middle to the last page. Let's do this scene mm-hmm. now because it took place in this at this location. Yeah. And you jumped all over the place. And then at the end, I don't know who puts it all together. It's all together. It was it was yeah. it, it was uh, quite a learning experience. One day Michael uh, uh, one day Michael uh, Rappaport 
uh, he was having a problem with uh, with uh, Spike Lee, I think. And uh, <laughs> I almost got myself in trouble uh, because every once in a while, uh, like after the movie is over, now I have nothing to do. I revert back to what I was before. Right. Like a, That's not what I'm a saying. hoodlum, let, but a hoodlum. You know, a street, down, a street right. cat. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm now I'm sitting home and I'm just basically what I was before, a, a, a has-been horse trainer and, 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 a, and, a, and a broken down street guy that's old and worn out. And I see something that I think Rappaport sent it to me. He's having a problem with, uh, with Spike Lee. And, mm. I, and I says, Michael, what, what's, what's the problem? Just give me his address and the problem will be solved. <laughs> and, then, and then he says to me, what, like, what are you, crazy? Well, if you're not going to do something about it, why, what's his, it's like verbal masturbation. What are you, do, what are you doing? <laughs> You know, you want to solve the problem? You want solve to win? Yeah. Yeah, solve it. Give me his address and tell me what, you know, <laughs> how far you want to go. So anyway, that, that was, uh, in fact, that was the last phone call he accepted from me. <laughs> um, you scared him. You scared him. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, and it was that, it was that movie after that movie, after your movie, uh, we went to the, the premiere, I guess you call it, with the red yeah. carpet and everything yeah. else, and, and everybody was there. Yeah, yeah. and every yeah. everybody was there, and we watched it on film, and and it, it was amazing. And it was at that point <laughs> that that uh, you, you know, your your father told me about this years and years ago that he was in he was in many many movies with Pesci. He was Pesci stand in, and and Pesci always put him in parts, and he had these parts. And he always did it well, and I just don't understand why he just he, he I guess he pursued the music part and the writing and everything mm -hmm. else rather than going out and be uh, because he could he could have been another Pesci in, mm -hmm. in, my, in my opinion. Uh, the only difference is he would have been a, a nice guy, you know, and that's my opinion. Right. So uh, he, he uh, um, so right right after all, all of this happened, uh, we were all sitting around. And uh, oh, so at the premiere, uh, uh, Paul Savino and his new bride that, that he he he, mm. he met her in, in, like a day later. He got married. Wow, and, uh, that's nobody, fast. No, nobody even knew about it. Not even his son. Nobody knew about it. He just oh, got wow. married uh, real quick. So anyway, I'm sitting. I'm sitting in front of him. And after the after the movie was over, I get up to talk to him. And two guys, two big guys, like two big football players, they put their arm out to stop me. And so, right, I just flicked their arm away, and then they were going to get and pulled. No, no, it's all right. He hired two bodyguards that night, like like he was Tom Hanks or something, you know. But I guess that's what you do. I, I don't know. But, I mean, I was out with him every night for two months, two or three months, and yeah, it was never, there was never a problem. Uh but it was be and then right after that, you're right. You go home and you sit and you okay. Now what? Uh, mm -hmm. You want to rob a couple of gas stations? What do you, what, <laughs> what do you want to do? We got we got to do something. I think we everybody to... goes there, but yeah, that's a, that's a thought, right? So and that's when we that's when we started we started writing the, that book that, that my, book. My, my book. And I don't want yeah. to talk about my book, uh, but that that's when we started because you get into that. And then once you get into it, 
you find out how difficult it was, it is, mm -hmm. to do what you did. Yeah. And I used to sit there saying, oh, my God, how did she do this? Yeah. How did she do this with the amount of money that they had? And and it was done so professionally with, and and granted, Iggy, is, that's what you call him, uh, he yeah. got you a lot of locations and everything yeah. else. And 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 uh, it was it was it, it 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 was amazing to me because after that, me and your father were talking about doing a couple of things, and before you know it, you realize that not only do you have to have the money, you got to get the actors, and there's no way to get the actors. Yeah. You got Without it's the just money. It be, yeah yeah it, it is becomes, it is difficult. It is difficult, and it's it's funny. It's like. This movie was magical in that sense. And, you know, uh, I mean, it's just so sad that Dave's not here, you know, because Dave really, uh, he did a great thing, you know, with with putting this together from from the point that I saw it on the stage reading to the point that we got to New York. Um, yeah, I mean, that crew was all his crew, his cinematographer, John Barr, his editor, Frank Reynolds, uh, Susan Lieber, who was a, in the production office. I mean, he had everything all mapped out. I mean, he, he had thought this through. And he told me, like, he had, he had already made a couple of movies, so he had made a lot of the mistakes. He knew where the pitfalls were going to be. And, yeah, and, I mean, he was directing great actors, you know? I mean, the scenes between... Uh, I just feel lucky to even be in the room to watch Serena and Rappaport in those scenes together because they were that scene in the kitchen. I don't know if you remember that. It was it was very small. I think Dave and I were like we were like huddled in a hallway, uh, listening. You know, the listening and watching. And I saw them do that scene live where you know Paul has that really distinct turn. Michael and him are talking and he tells Michael he wants him to do some favors for him. And his eyes just, I'll never forget, like his eyes just went dark. It was like, it was creepy. It was just really powerful. And just watching them do that. And I was like, wow, wow. Just to, I felt lucky. I felt really lucky and really blessed. But to do that film in 18 days, I mean, it's crazy with yeah, the amount of locations and and I mean, there were stunts, there were, you know, there was a killing, there was, I mean, there was all kinds of action. It wasn't like we were just sitting inside a house all day. You know, there was another great actor. He was really good. I don't know his name, but he was in the, one of the guys in the Delicatessen, the guy with the flat pudgy nose. I, 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 oh, Paul I, Ben Victor? Yeah. He yeah, was really Paul ben good. Paul Ben Victor's great. Great He's really, really good. The All only those guys were the great. only one that was miscast, I think, only because, not because of his acting ability, because it was great, was uh, your husband. He's too good yeah. looking for, for whoever saw <laughs> a cop that good looking. Yeah, I, I mean FBI. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, yeah. you you pick him out right away. A good clean go. cut guy, and nah. but uh, he he yeah. was he was he was great too. <laughs> I, uh, he was he he was and good. Hassan Hassan Johnson and, played the other FBI agent. Yeah, the the, the black the black liar. guy that was yeah mm -hmm. he was really good. The yeah. Spanish girl was excellent too. Uh, oh, Andrea Nevado that played yeah, Renee's girlfriend. She, she, yeah, yeah, and Renee. Yeah. I remember when when I was asked to pick her up at the train station. I pick her up, and she was very very nice. And uh, she gets in the car, and I she come off the train. I said, "You, Renee," and 
And uh, she said, yeah. And uh, I says, I'm here to pick you up, get in the car. And uh, she says, oh, you're a New Yorker. So she gets in the car and uh, she says, you from New York? I says, yeah, New York, Jersey. She says, well, I got to tell you, I didn't want to do this fucking movie. She says, <laughs> she says, Rodriguez making me do it. And uh, she says, and he begged me for weeks. And, and that's why I'm here. But I didn't Aww. want she 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 didn't want to do it. She was I I, I don't know what the reason. I think was. she was. I think I think her reasoning was she was intimidated to play. I mean, obviously it's outside her casting. You know what I mean? As far as like she's supposed to be an Italian girl raised in Queens, you know. But she put in a lot of work. She spent a lot of time. She lived with the Panapinto so she could pick up that accent and pick up that, you know, that the mannerisms, using your hands a lot when you talk and all that. And um. And, you know, she she did great work. You know, the scene, there's a couple of scenes that really stick out to me, but the scene where her and her dad get into the fight and her and Paul and and he gets her flowers and they do that back and forth where she mm. goes, who, who are these from? He goes, from me. And she goes, from me? From you? From me? They go back and forth. But it's just such a typical, like, father and daughter thing where he's, like, going to try to accept this news about her that, you know, was obviously not, what he what he planned you know but um yeah i mean they were very sweet very sweet she, she was scenes. she was good in fact I, I i called her up she gave me her number and uh, i called her uh once or twice and i said listen i just i want you to know that um we have a movie and if we ever get it made i want you to be in it because you were no, very you, you were you were very impressive and then the next thing I know, she married uh, Rodriguez. Dave, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she married yeah. him, and uh, and that that was that. That was that, you know I never tried to call her after that, um, but she she was she was really good. She was great. I, I, she was great. Yeah. And you know she's she's another like sort of a you know uh, one of those actors that in my book like really deserves to be working all the time. You know what I mean? You just, you never know like what's going to make somebody work. And then some, you know, somebody has a big career and you go, they're not even that good. And then somebody else who's really got the chops and Renee really has acting chops just, you know, I mean, she, and she's worked a lot, but she didn't get shorty. She's been in a million films, but, but just never really broke in the way that I thought she would. And, and I think part of it and part of my, you know, reasoning for doing this podcast is I just feel that this film needs to be uh on some sort of a platform where it can be seen you know somewhere well, where I'll, I'll, more I'll, people I'll, can see it i'll tell you i'll tell you this i'm uh, i was basically a street street kid and i i could t right now well that movie was made seven or eight years ago but right now today the most popular thing on television is uh, all these YouTube podcasts from mobsters, all mm -hmm. all mob guys, all guys that turn government witnesses, and that they're all mm -hmm. making a lot of money, and they're all and and I and I listen to them because I keep listening for my name, uh, <laughs> and it it came up once 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 or twice, <laughs> and and, uh, and but but the 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 bottom line is I've heard, I've either heard or know every mob story, every mob hit, every, everything there is to say, but 
and yet it's it the 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 market is flooded with this stuff and everybody keeps wanting more but not once not not one time has anybody made a a, a documentary a film or even talked about what your movie is about about a mob yeah. boss who goes to jail when his daughter is small comes out of jail 20 years later she's a grown woman and she's a lesbian which is against everything the mob guys are. nothing yeah. like that was ever done and it's yeah. portrayed so great between them. i mean when they were on the park bench uh, i was i was 20 feet away and and uh it, it, it was it was just just a it was just it was just great and it's amazing to me that that this movie really didn't make it now for whatever reason i i don't know the right. reason right. but it's certainly not because of the actors or no. the the the, sto the or story, the story. right you know yeah, so no, I, I, what i learned and and this is you know like i said i i did not go into this to be a producer i got thrown in i'm glad i did i learned a lot but but what one of the major things that i learned is that you have to have money on the back end not just the front end, because making the movie, you need the money for that. But then that's, that's like the midway point. And I just thought, oh, you make the movie and that's the end point. And then you mm -hmm. go on from there, but it's the midpoint. Like, so when we wrapped and we're like, here's the film, we have it. That's when the real money needs to come in. And that's when the real work needs to begin because we did, we were, we were a selection at Holly short. So we, they, they, you know, uh, showed it at man's Chinese theater. Uh, and then we were the, uh, we were a selection for the Seattle film festival and we went up there and, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we saw Dave, me, Chris Kelly, uh, Renee, we watched this movie in packed theaters with people weeping at that moment, you know, where she comes out to him, I mean, weeping, I mean, people, and then we were brought up standing ovations and people just saying, oh my God, thank you. And I mean, gay people, you know, reaching out saying this story and how she comes out and it reminded me of me and my dad. And just, I mean, it was so much that I just thought, well, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna keep going from this point. And, uh, and then we just, we didn't have that back end money to really, get the publicity that we need it you know when you hire a good PR firm what they do is then they which is what needed to happen Renee needed to go on talk shows and Renee you know we needed to do that whole circuit of you know uh the film festivals and everything else just we needed we needed that kind of backing and we didn't have it and that's the sad part to me about it is that we uh it just was so disappointing and I'll say like afterwards like the depression that I kind of went into afterwards, I almost had to like back up from all of it because there's nothing worse to me. Like I'll work my butt off. You, you know, you saw what, you know, I, I'll, I'm not a lazy person, but when my hands are tied and I can't do anything, that's the worst feeling in the world. That, and that's what I felt like. I felt like here I have this great project, but I can't, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. And you know, and th that was the that was the part that was disappointing. And you know, I, I know it was heartbreaking for Dave as well, but I'm sure for Renee and Paul, the most I think because the performances that they did, uh, it's a shame that it that more people didn't <laughs> see it because it was I great had, work. I learned a little bit about what you're saying 
only because because I was puzzled too. I mean, what, you know, yeah. how could it not be? You know, in all the movies, right? But when when when, uh, when my the book that I wrote was picked up by Village Roadshow, uh, I, I they flew me out to California, and and uh, and I seemed like like very uninterested. So so uh, Steve Moscow, who's ahead of Village Roadshow, he says to me, he says, uh, "How could you not be excited and everything?" I says, "Because." You know, if, if nothing works out, I'll raise the money and, and make the movie myself. Uh, so mm -hmm. he says, it's not just the money to make the movie. You need just as much to, for distribution. And yeah. we we control 180 countries where we could send a film yeah. to. Yeah. And that's when I knew that if you're going to make a $100 million movie, you better have two or $300 million, you know, you, know, you need for, for distribution. Yeah, and uh, and and I didn't understand when when Village Roadshow says, "Okay, now we have a deal. Now we're going to go look for uh, uh, a production company," and uh, because they just they they just uh, uh, distribution that's their thing, and then they look for. So I didn't understand all, all of that. That, but I, I guess that was your problem. You 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 didn't have. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever whatever funds you had, you made the movie with, and then yep. it stays it stays on the shelf because the, the, yeah. you know you don't and have the rest of the money. And, and it's sad know, because it's a great it's a great great story. Not yeah. only is it a great story, and they did it well, but it was never done before. Nothing like right. that was ever it was done very before. Very original, yeah, very yeah. original original yeah. story, and. Uh, and I know it would have, even if it would have had a run at the Lemley theaters or the indie movie theaters, you know, that would have been, that the buzz would have gotten created. That's the thing. It's like, you have to, you have to have people seeing it for the buzz to happen. Cause once the buzz mm -hmm. happens, then that's how these, but you know, I mean, great, great films don't, you know, don't go anywhere sometimes and, you know, show great shows get canceled and, and I you get know, it, but you know, yeah. You, you know what you probably needed? A very, very wealthy gay mobster. The problem with that is <laughs> if you're gay and you're a mobster, you're dead. So you, it'd be impossible <laughs> to find. But, That'd be but great. probably, just, yeah, we just needed pro, yeah. you, Larry. We just needed you, Larry. Yeah. Just yeah. call people. Up. I always said that. I always said, you know, I should just have a mob manager, you know, and then I just go read for the part and they go, yeah, we don't think she's right for it. And then my mob manager calls up and goes, yeah, she's right. She's for perfect. It. Just, she's yeah. perfect. <laughs> the only problem is yeah. you had to do it maybe 20, 30 years earlier. 20, That's 30 right. years earlier, it would have been a worldwide hit. Shown That's in right. 180 countries. That's but it. Today, That's it. today, the people that could do that are either dead or in jail. So it's, it's so unfortunate true. that. Yeah. And and you know what's left? What what what's left is these scummy, fucking guys like that fat slob that's in jail now, for taking taking advantage of all oh, these young Harvey girls Weinstein, that want to be yeah. yeah Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sad. I, I, you know, I never paid much attention to the casting couch, but I guess I guess it's true. I guess it oh, happens. for sure. I, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I've said, you know, I, I don't know a situation that I've been in that, that didn't have some sort of that element to it. You know, I mean, I mm -hmm. think it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sad and it, and it ruins it for your, your art. You know what I mean? When you're going into a career for the art of it and then you've got to play all these games or whatever. But, um, but yeah, but, um, 
No, I'm just really grateful to you because you were just an integral part of, of us being able to make this film in a lot of ways because I put things in your hand that I was like, I had you hold envelopes of cash. I had you pick up people, handle situations. You know, you just, uh, you were you were great. You were really like a little uh, mini producer I'll never, in a I'll lot never of forget ways. the thing. I, I didn't want to bring this up, but being you mentioned cash, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring it up. We had, we had to go to the bank one day. I had to bring uh, Kevin to, to the bank. Yep. yep. And, uh, and Kevin, was, just let me say, Kevin's the guy that would get robbed. You were the guy that would never get robbed. So I was it like, was, take Larry with you. <laughs> it was like a bullshit amount of money. So he yeah. says, yeah, we got to make, now make sure you got, I says, how much you picking up? 10 million? No, yeah. 10,000. 10,000? <laughs> I used to carry 10,000 in each of my pockets. Just go get the money. I'll be right here. Don't worry about it. He was so he so was nervous. so afraid and afraid. Yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, I, I guess I, I I don't know. I I thought that was I thought that was kind of co comical. Another thing, another thing that it's so sad when you see the talent. The I, I mean, the guy that you married, very very handsome, very very talented, and much more talented and and good looking than many of the stars that are out there now yeah and and yet what does it take to 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 get to get to uh, what does it take i i, I, I mean just don't i get I, it i think i think a lot of it is is time you know you need a lot of time in order to break as an actor and i think when you you know, a lot of these guys that are famous at the age my husband was at the time started really young. You know, they start real young. And so you need 10, 15 years. It takes a long time. And, you know, I think there's a certain amount of luck and there's a certain amount of tenacity. I, I think Kevin had the looks and the talent, but I don't think Kevin had the personality for the business because you do have to be tough and you do have to like be a, a you kind of got to be like a bulldog. You got to really like get in there and call people and, you know, and, and, and show up and just keep, you know, and I think he just got tired, you know, I'll never forget when I called you and told you that he was going to school to be an electrician. You were like, what, <laughs> what's he doing? And talent is just one piece of it. You know what I mean? It's just one piece of it. I think there's a fair amount of luck that comes into play. I mean, you look at the Sopranos and it's like, I told my father, how were you and I both never on the Sopranos? You know what I mean? It's like, but you know, it's just like seconds and inches. One person gets picked, another person doesn't, you know, it's like, it's not necessarily who's more talented. I think, I think that's a big part of it, but it's just, you never know, you know? When I did, I did a favor for uh, James Gandolfini. In fact, it's in the book. I put the chapter in the book because it was, it was, it was a good favor I did from uh, pertaining to his father. And, uh, um, he, he, he sent for me. So he, he sent a car for me. I went to the, it was the Bada Bing Club uh, in was New he, Jersey. There was an actual Bada Bing Club in New Jersey? Well, it's called Satin Dolls, but they changed it to oh, the Bada Bing Club. For the Sopranos. But, okay. Yeah, for the, for the Sopranos. And uh, uh, we, we spent a couple of days together and, and uh, we went downstairs to have a drink at the bar and they were ready to, to shoot a scene. So mm -hmm. I got up, he says, come back here, get in there. I says, no, 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 I can't. He says, well, no, no, you baby, I'll get you paid. I don't want to get paid. I don't want to be in a scene. I'm not an actor. No, but you, you look the part, just sit here in a, 
I says, listen, <laughs> if my friends ever saw me in the, in, in the, in the Sopranos, they, they'd slap me. I says, I can't be. Hey, what do you mean? I, what do I mean? Half the cast is miscast. I says, and, and some of the lines, these things never, you know, it just never happened. I mean, yeah. if a mob boy, if you ever really went to a psychiatrist, you and a psychiatrist would be dead in the morning. So I says, <laughs> I, I can't, I don't want to. And, and, then, and then when he walked me out one day, they were all standing there. He says, come on, take a picture. I says, I don't want, that's why there's very few pictures of me out there. I says, I don't, want, I don't want to take, I really don't want to be associated with this stuff. And that's why I never watched it. I happened mm. to be in one scene because they made the, it was a scene in the, in the Bada Bing Club where, and they had real topless dancers. Mm -hmm. So, and one was beautiful. So I said, if you put her over here, I'll <laughs> sit right here. And then I'll be in the scene. So I'm in one scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in one scene where I'm gonna I, look for you. I'm gonna look for you. It was the scene where the where the topless dancer has a, a, a Santa Claus hat on. It okay. was around Christmas winter time. Christmas right. time. And if you look at the bar, you'll see some real jerk me staring <laughs> at this gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And when I said that and made them switch places, she she laughed. And so she was really doing extra stuff, but yeah. Anyway. No, it's uh, funny. Men I'm, will I'm, be men, right? I'm I'm rewatching it, so uh, so I've been I've been seeing it, and yeah, it's like they. There's also a podcast they're doing. Uh, Steve Shrippa and Michael Imperoli are doing a, a podcast called Talking Sopranos. We're talking about a lot, a lot of behind because they spent a lot of time with those girls in the Bada Bing, and and you know they're good sports, and yeah, it's not easy to walk around with your clothes off all day long on set. You know, it's just. It's a thing, so I, I give them a lot of credit. But anyway, we're at the end. But uh, thank you so much, Larry, for being on here, and thank you so much for all your help in the film. And uh, yeah, I uh, where can people get your book? I know you don't want to talk about your book, but people can get it on Amazon. It's 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 only on. You can only get it on. They asked me if I wanted to put it in all the stores and go for the you know all that. I says no, I'm not interested. I said I just need one book to send to California for the people I'd asked for it. I don't care about anything else. In the meantime, it sold thousands and thousands of copies. And uh, it's something really good might happen. Had it not been for the COVID, it would have been a TV series already. Yeah. But uh, that's, that stopped everything. And so now we're just starting to pick things up and see maybe go in a different direction. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's not... It's really not up to me, but it well, was your story, because your story is fascinating. Your story is fascinating, and uh, and I mean, it's 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 almost like I'm only into a couple of chapters, but it's almost like so much content in those couple of chapters that could be a whole series right there. I mean, just you've lived such a life and seen so much and done so much that uh, I mean, I, I can't see any reason why it wouldn't be a series. Well. They told me when when they they said I had to self-publish it, so I own it. And they said keep it under eighty-five thousand words. Put in the good, the bad. Put in girls. Put in drugs. Put in the mob. Put in politicians. Put in actors. Yeah. I says, look, you want me to span ten years? Eighty-five thousand words is what I no have way. every morning before breakfast. <laughs> I says so. So I had to cram everything into that book and. And uh, but anyway, I you know, and I put in things that they could very easily be verified because 
because there's many stories in my life that I have printed, but I didn't put in a book that can't be verified that are really, re re really something. But in the meantime, uh, I, I hope that this movie gets the, the kind, your movie gets Thank the you. kind of uh, um, credit and exposure that it deserves. And like I said, I know everything about the mob and all of that kind of stuff, and never ever have I heard. The only thing I ever heard about the, the, that kind of that 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 situation in the mob was uh, there was a mob boss in Brooklyn that got killed because they found out that he was gay. Wow. And, uh, 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 but other than that, it's it's never mentioned. And there's a tremendous, tremendous years ago they used to say probably one or two percent of the po world's population is gay. Well, it's really more like. 10 or 15 percent sure sure and that's a lot of people and if, yeah. the, if that gay community and there's a lot of guys in that gay community that have a tremendous amount of money and that's yeah. probably where i would have went looking for it uh looking for the money for distribution mm -hmm. had i been involved right after the the movie the movie ended i i thought you guys were going to take it to sundance and new york we and all, all these places that. yeah we all thought that, but and, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a good thing. And I think that's what a good PR person would do would be find those avenues for this film. And, and it deserves to be shown. It, it deserves to be out there. It deserves to be seen and coming from someone who knows, which is you, that this is a unique story and, and told well, uh, that, that means, that means a lot to me because I, I'm all about authenticity and, uh, and I, I just know we're going to work together again, Larry, on something. I'll, I'll come work on your series when you sell it. Well, that, that's, that's no problem. I have you. <laughs> I have your father. I have your husband. I have Sean. All right. That's too uh, much family. It's too much family. <laughs> anyway, good luck. Anyway, I, I hope thanks, something Larry. happens. And, and if there's anything else I can do to help you, I will. You're a, you're a terrific person, very Thank talented. You. And uh, now I got to... Uh, Go uh, sit with your father. All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate Wish it, Larry. Thank, thank you so much. Good luck. <laughs> we'll See talk ya. soon. Okay, honey. Bye. Bye.